Good morning. Welcome to First Parish in Concord. Welcome to Sunday morning worship, to church, to your spiritual community. Whether you have been with us for decades or whether you're joining for the first time today, whether from here in Concord, Massachusetts or elsewhere across our country or even our globe, we know that in this time of COVID-19 and online services, things have gotten much more expansive and that is a good thing. So welcome. My name is the Reverend Liz Weber. I serve here as the Minister for Pastoral Care. And I'd like to just introduce you to everybody who is going to be leading worship this morning. We have um, on organ, but not present present, Jeff Pierce. And then you'll see a lot of familiar faces as well. So I'll go around my screen. Howard, you're first. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to church this morning and happy Father's Day to you. That was Reverend Howard Dana, our senior minister. And Anderson, you happen to be next on my screen. Anderson Manuel is one of our excellent musicians. Good morning, everyone, and happy Father's Day. So glad to be here with you this morning. Good morning, Anderson. And Reverend Amy Friedman, our Minister for Religious Education and Exploration. Good morning. It's good to be with you today. Beth Norton, our Director of Music Ministries. Good morning, everyone. It's great to be with you and welcome Jeff Pierce from the Ether. Don Van Patten, serving with Amy. Good morning, everyone. It's really good to be with you this morning. And we have Kimberly Brainerd offering music from uh, at, as a fellow parishioner today. Morning, happy Father's Day. And Sarah Ritchie joins us as one of our new tech folks. Good morning. It's nice to be with you. Good morning, everybody. Welcome, everyone, to church. Our call to worship is adapted from B. Leslie Coons. On this Father's Day and this summer solstice, let us soak in the beauty of this time together. Let us rest our cares and sorrows and allow our hearts and spirits to be uplifted. I invite you to take a deep breath. Drink in the beauty that surrounds you in your home and the beauty and the community that surrounds you in this moment. With that breath, as you inhale and as you release it, become centered here in the now. As we do each week, I invite you to find a chalice or a candle or something to light near you. It's important that we engage in this ritual because it's so difficult not being together. We miss each other so terribly much, but this is a small thing that each of us can do to make us feel like we're doing something at the same time. It's like having a friend from across the world and that you know that at night when you look up and see the same moon that each of you is looking at the same object. So our chalice is somewhat like that. It is the symbol of our faith 
It is a thing that connects us one to the other. And so I invite you to light your chalice at home or candle near you at home. And we'll say these words together. O flame of our faith, open our hearts and fill our bodies and souls with persistent strength. Enliven our spirits and engage us deeply in this life of ours, this sacred essential moment now. And now let us sing together. Good morning, everyone. So this morning, I would like for you to join us in singing this fabulous song. This song that I'm about to teach you is a song whenever I am feeling sad, whenever the world seems to like drive me crazy, I go in a corner and I sing this song. And as right now I'm talking to the fathers, sometimes this world, there's so much going on that sometimes we don't know what to do. But usually, um, I usually sing a song of comfort. And this simple song that I'm going to teach you, hopefully you will remember it, and this song will bring you comfort like it does to me. So first, I'm really gonna bring my voice low, so I want all the dads here to participate with me. And the ladies, you can go up high. But for the fathers today, so listen to this word, it goes. And we're gonna do the movements also. Oh, these hands are tired. Oh, this heart is tired. All oh, this soul is tired, but I'll keep on, I'll keep on, I'll keep on. Let's try it one more time. Oh, these hands are tired. Oh, this heart is tired. Oh, this soul is tired, but I'll keep on, I'll keep on, I'll keep on. And then there's a lower part and I'll teach that to you. So we're gonna repeat that twice. All right, you guys ready? Let's start. Oh, these hands are tired. Oh, this heart is tired. All oh, this soul is tired. But I'll keep on, I'll keep on, I'll keep on. Oh, these hands are tired. Oh, this heart is tired. All oh, this soul is tired. But I'll keep on, I'll keep on, I'll keep on. Ooh, oh, 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 oh. I'll keep on, I'll keep on, I'll keep on. I'll keep on, I'll keep on, I'll keep on. I'll keep on, I'll keep on, oh, press on. Good morning. 
Thank you, Anderson, for that song. I have a feeling that is going to be a refrain of mine too. So thank you for that. Yesterday, Dawn and I led a summer solstice ritual. As you know, summer solstice marks the longest period of daylight and shortest night of the year. And so we created home altars. We put on them flowers and herbs and we delighted in their fragrance. We had some fruit and we, at the same time, we would eat, eat it and taste their juicy sweetness. Summer is a time of growth and change. This summer, like all summers, First Parish in Concord will remain open and your ministers and staff are gonna take turns in leading and in taking vacation. When I think about vacation, I still remember uh, what it was like to be a kid and you count down the number of days until summer vacation. And then that last day of school, you just bust out the double doors with this feeling of pure joy and freedom. That is, is still within me as I get ready to go on my vacation. And for me, vacation meant more time to play, uh, piles of books to read, um, time spent at the beach, and being with my friends. I didn't go to camp. I used to go to the Harwich Junior Theater and I enjoyed my time there with all of my friends. And I want to acknowledge that although children, teens, and teachers are now starting summer vacation, we know that summer 2020 is gonna be different. You may not have as much freedom as you usually enjoy. You might have some books to read, but to get that pile, it's gonna be a little more complicated to get that pile of books. Beach days may not be as frequent or carefree. Your favorite places to be with friends could be closed or maybe you're gonna meet with your friends in new ways. So yesterday, as a part of our summer solstice ritual, Dawn led us in a guided meditation. She invited us to relax in our bodies, to acknowledge that tired heart and soul that we just connected with in the opening song. And she invited us to connect to the aspects of summer that are awake and alive within us. We wrote down our dreams on slips of paper and I encourage all ages to take some time to do that, to think about what would you like to experience this summer and to, to write it down, to set an intention because it might require a little creativity in order to experience it. But if you don't really set that intention, you may not have a chance to really think about how you can experience those joys of summer, ways to make your summer joys come true. I just wanna close with some pages from this book, which is called Wishes for You. It's by Toby Tobias. It's illustrated by Henry Sorensen. These are some of the wishes that I have for you. I hope that you will have moments when you're so happy, you'll feel that the sun is shining from inside you. I hope 
that you will have the strength and spirit to deal with bad things when they come your way. I hope you will be lucky. I hope you will always be curious. I hope you will love to read. I hope you will learn to make things with your own hands. I hope that you will love being alone sometimes. I hope that you will be able to tell your favorite people the secrets of your heart. I hope that you will always be part of a family. I hope that you will always remember me and know how I love you. Above all, I hope that you will be healthy and safe this summer. Until we meet again. Blessed be. Our reading is from Kirk D. Lodman Copeland's A Father's Day Prayer. Let us praise those fathers who have striven to balance the demands of work, marriage, and children with an honest awareness of both joy and sacrifice. Let us praise those fathers who, lacking a good model for a father, have worked to become a good father. Let us praise those fathers whose love and support has offered healing when their children are hurting. Let us praise those fathers who, as stepfathers, freely chose the obligation of fatherhood and earned their stepchildren's love and respect. Let us praise those men who have fathered us in their role as mentors and guides. Let us praise those men who are about to become fathers through birth or adoption. May they openly delight in their children. And let us praise those fathers who have died but live on in our memory and whose love continues to nurture us. What I love about this reading is that it acknowledges that Father's Day and fathering is about so much more than what we sometimes think of as a Hallmark holiday. To me, knowing the history of Julia Ward Howe's Mother's Day proclamation, it can sometimes feel like Father's Day is this add-on and I wonder, what's this history or, of the day or what is it about? And this reading reminds me and my own father and grandfather, my own family remind me that it is good to take a day to celebrate the complexity and the depth and richness of fathering and of fathers in our lives. Now, sometimes fathers are our actual fathers and sometimes they are our mentors. And these days there are plenty of folks who are not cisgender men who are engaging in parenting and fathering 
who deserve to be honored by this day. So whoever is in your umbrella of fathering, or however you have been a father, if you claim that term, let's talk a little bit more about, about this. Our culture has really passed down the idea of a strong dad. There's this trope of the baseball coach or the football coach. There's the trope of the tools and the hammers and the, the dad who is off at work and then home for dinner. The dad who is teaching their kids those strong masculine ways of being. And yet fathering is so much more than that. And in our culture, which has become so divisive, when we have the office of the president filled by a man who is bullying and offering up the most toxic of masculinities as a model, we need to remember that fathering and masculinity is so much more than that. Healthy masculinity is a good thing, and it is good to take a day to celebrate that. My friend, uh, Reverend Monica Jacobson Tennyson, recently reminded me that uh, in our culture, people who are women or assigned, uh, assigned female at birth are taught and socialized that it's okay for us to be happy and sad and afraid, pretty much everything except angry. And those of us who are men or assigned masculine at birth are taught that it's okay to be happy or angry. But really, all of us need all of our feelings. And in our world in general, we need more space for both strength and gentleness, for our full humanity. Alex, whose last name I'm breaking, Alex Capitan. That's the wrong person, sorry y'all. Um, can't remember who this is by, so I'm gonna skip it. This is real-time Zoom worship, straight from my heart to yours. I wanna tell you a little bit about my family and the gifts that we have from my father and his father and through the generations. My great-grandfather was a hard worker and a farmer and described pretty universally as mean. I don't know exactly what mean means, but I have some suspicions that it included some violence. It was hard, I think, to be a kid in that family. It was probably hard for my great-grandfather, too, with the pressures of the Great Depression, his farm, having to build his own house, literally, to provide for many children in his family. I would imagine that he was stuck in those pressures and his meanness was what came out. My grandfather, his son, also was a farmer and worked in a factory at Ford. My grandfather somehow had similar pressures and yet was able to transcend the socialization into joy or anger. My grandfather was somebody who was strong, yes, but also was gentle. 
He was a happy-go-lucky man who would greet me with, Howdy, Elizabeth. Even when he couldn't hear or see anymore, he loved to just be on the phone so that I could hear his voice and sometimes he could hear mine. And we would hold hands when that was the only communication that was left that was easy. My grandpa was a snuggler. I don't know how that shift happened, but I'm so grateful that it happened. And that tradition of strength and gentleness, both of our full humanity from our fathers and for all of us has been passed down through my family. That is a gift that the fathers in my family have given me. That is an example from my grandpa and my dad that I try to live out, to have both strength and gentleness in how I interact with our children, in how I interact with our world. And for our reflection question today, I invite you to come into your heart and see from your father, whether that's your direct father, a grandfather, a mentor, someone who has been a father in your life, what from your father's example do you try to live out? And so you'll see this question come on your screen and you can take a moment to find that, that example that you try to live out and type your answers into the chat. And I'll read several of them to share with one another. Thank you, Kimberly. So the lessons from your fathers and those who have been father figures, generosity, curiosity and knowledge, gentleness and empathy, humor and kindness, 
his commitment to social justice, community service, optimism, exuberance, joy in nature. New truths that emerge from studying details, a focus on family, caring and keeping positive, genuine interest in people, creativity, listening, kindness, love and respect for nature, tenderness and a love of words, working hard and providing the golden rule, honesty, valuing education, worship and singing, find the bright side, laugh, responsibility, commitment and dreaming, driven to love, honesty and a sense of fairness. There are these and so many more good lessons that we have taken to heart in the chat. And if you're able, I invite you to read through some more. For now, let's have some more music together, shall we? We move now into our time of prayer, into our time of 
lifting up one another and um, sometimes we get to just celebrate what's going on in our community. I know that some of you are having a really hard time and you are always welcome to reach out to me or Howard or Amy so that we can offer support. And you're always welcome to ask that we share whatever's going on for you in this space so that your congregation can support you as well. This week, the folks who have shared things have shared some good news. First, David Ropik, who had hip replacement surgery about a week ago, is doing really well. He is starting to get up and about throughout the house and in less pain. And David, I know you're here today, so welcome. I can share that Sandy Wood completed her master's in education at Bank Street College of Education in New York City. Darian Smith's daughter, Aletha, both graduated from Stanford Law School and got married to her fiance, Alice, on June 14th, the same day. The wedding was in a very small outdoor ceremony in Seattle where they are settled. And Althea was raised here in the congregation. Finally, Marty Wallace and Ed Kane welcome their first grandchild, Beatrice McMurray Kane, who was born May 31st in Berkeley. Her parents are Nat Kane and Cynthia McMurray. So for all of you, we celebrate with you. We share our love and blessings and good wishes for the future. Who else is in your heart today? What names would you like to call? I invite you to call the names of people you're thinking of into the space now. And let us sing together. Will you pray with me? Offering up our special intentions for one another and for our world. Spirit of life, 
help us to fully live, to live into your calling, to be both strong and gentle, to claim our full humanity, all of who we are, all of what we dream. Help us find new ways to be together as we celebrate rites of passage and Father's Day, moments from birth to graduation and beyond. And yet, as we remain physically distant from one another, help us find new ways to celebrate. And as we know that Father's Day is joyful for many of us and painful for many of us, for those who have lost fathers or had fathers who did harm, for those who have lost children, for families that are separated by unjust laws and policies, Help us find new ways of living together and of seeking justice and liberation so that all families might be whole. And may those of blessed memory live on in our hearts. As we celebrate the summer solstice and the days that stretch ahead of us, Help us to look forward to this time and also find new ways of living into this season as we still have COVID-19, as we still have all of, all of the challenges that we have lived with these past few months. May we create in our own hearts and in our families, in our congregation and in our world, may we create spaces where all of who we are is welcome. May we create spaces where we welcome others, one another in the fullness of their humanity. May we create spaces of fathering and mothering, of strength and gentleness and nurturing, of justice and liberation, and of true thriving. Amen. Let us sit together for a time in stillness.
Unitarian Universalist at a church out in Ohio. And my congregation was one of the places where I always felt loved, where I knew that I could come in my full breadth of humanity. On Father's Day, I'm thinking of one of my youth group advisors, who I still am in touch with and visit whenever I'm out there, a man who embodies both strength and gentleness. And I see that same embodiment here in this congregation as I serve you all at First Parish. I see us creating together, moving more and more into a congregation that is kind, that can be clear about where we're going and still offer gentleness and openness to one another. I hope that you see that too, and I hope that you feel that same sense of welcome that I felt as a kid. And I hope that we will continue to create this space together. And I invite you to give both your time and talent and your treasure. And this is that moment in our service for you to give of your treasure. We're doing donations, which you can do online on the website or by text right in this moment. You can text uh, the, here it is on your screen even, you can text to this number that's on your screen, 978-712-2043. Have your credit card ready if it's the first time you're setting it up, but know that once you set it up, it's gonna be quick and easy every time after that. The offering will now be gratefully received.
a wonderful to see our own organ being played. I miss being in that room so much, and it's a little bit of solace to see that organ being played, and by different folks. Uh, Eric is off for most of the summer. I want to welcome Sarah Ballard uh, to the service. Sarah has done a lot of work over the years with the Diversity Committee, and I just really admire her tenacity and her standing up for LGBTQ rights um, long before it was fashionable and just her support of me. She is here today uh, bringing some good news, which we learned of earlier this uh, week. Sarah, welcome. Good morning. I'm gonna light the social action candle. It's small flame, but there it goes. So this is June, which means it's Pride Month. While these days we often think of Pride Month and its surrounding activities as a colorful celebration of the LGBTQ community, it in fact grew out of violent civil unrest caused by police overreach and brutality against that population with many similarities to what is happening today in the fight against white supremacy. The riot at the Stonewall Inn in Greenwich Village on June 28, 1969, set off six nights of protests and riots with increasing numbers of protesters each night and was a catalyst for the modern gay rights movement. What has often been overlooked is that the initial resistors to the police raid that started the riots were transgender women of color. In the 50 plus years since then, the gaining of equal civil rights for those who are LGBTQ has been a slow incremental process. Until a 2003 ruling by the Supreme Court, people could be arrested and imprisoned in many states simply for having a consensual, intimate, same-sex relationship. In 2004, Massachusetts was the first state to legalize same-sex marriage but it didn't become legal nationwide until 2015. And even then, the law didn't protect LGBTQ people from workplace discrimination. In more than half of the states, a person could marry who they wanted, but could then be fired for doing so. This changed this past Monday with a historic ruling by the Supreme Court that held that the language of the 1964 Civil Rights Act, which prohibits sex discrimination, also applies to discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity. This ruling has extended workplace and health care protections to millions of vulnerable people. It's important to note that this is the first major legal ruling that specifically protects people who are transgender, genderqueer, or non-gender binary. We have much to celebrate with this decision. However, there is still much work to do including getting the Equality Act, which has been passed by the House of Representatives, to be moved forward and passed by the Senate. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. It's wonderful to hear a bit of that news and happy pride to everybody. I'm just so glad that our congregation is, is warm and welcoming and doing what we can to uh, make everybody feel like they're a part of the congregation. As we begin to close our service, I want to let you know about a few things that are coming up. Um, you can stay and chat in the online chat if you'd like a little bit after the service. There will also be the worship sharing circle happening. We will just post the link to that uh, in the chat 
And that begins right after the service and will go till about 11.30 p.m. So if you'd like to jump over to that uh, Zoom meeting, you'll get to see other folks. It's a chance to talk about the service. And if there's enough folks there, then they put you into small groups. And so you can have a conversation with other church members. So if you'd like to do that, please join the worship sharing circle. Want to uh, make sure that you're paying attention to First Parish uh, weekly and to the website all summer long. Those are going to be the best sources of information about all the things that are happening. As Amy said, the church is not closing at all over the summer. Um, I'll be the principal per person leading worship, me and Anderson, in July, and then uh, Beth and Liz and Amy uh, in August. Don Van Patten's going to be working in July. So do definitely tune in every uh, Sunday morning at 10 o'clock and we'll have a good worship service for you. You can like us on Facebook. That's another great way to get uh, information coming out of the church. Or go check out our YouTube channel. We're starting to post some things there, uh, parts of past services. So if you missed something, go check that out. Or if you'd like to hear a repeat on something, that would be great. I want to make a special announcement. Next week, we will be having church with thousands of other Unitarian Universalists across the country and around the world. We will just be joining the regularly scheduled service from General Assembly. So all you have to do to that, to do that is show up at 10 o'clock. Um, we'll post a slide here, but it's just easier if you go to uua.org slash ga or you can just go to the uua.org and put in GA service and it'll get you to the same place. And uh, there'll be a link there to uh, see the GA service. Um, they're always really good preaching and music and it's well worth your time to join with thousands of other UUs next week at 10 a.m. for the service from GA. And we'll put all this information in FP Weekly as well. That's it for the business. Now uh, Beth has our closing song. Our closing song is a beautiful lullaby written in 1983 by Fred Small in his role as a folk musician. He is now a Unitarian Universalist minister and an activist. It's a lovely lullaby and I'd love for you to join me on the chorus whenever it comes along. The song is called Everything Possible and here are the words to the chorus. Oh, you can be anybody you want to be. You can love whomever you will. You can travel any country where your heart leads and know that I will love you still. You can live by yourself. You can gather friends around. You can choose one special one. And the only measure of your words and your deeds will be the love you leave behind when you're done. We've cleared off the table, leftovers saved, washed the dishes and put them away. I've told you a story, tucked you in tight, at the end of your knockabout day, as the moon sets its sails to carry you to sleep over the midnight sea, I will sing you a song no one sang to me. May it keep you good 
You can be anybody you want to be. You can love whomever you will. You can travel any country where your heart leads and know that I will love you still. You can live by yourself. You can gather friends around. You can choose one special one. And the only measure of your words and your deeds will be the love you leave behind when you're done. There are girls who grow up strong and bold. There are boys quiet and kind. Some race on ahead, some follow behind, some go in their person you want to be. May we together create the communities and the world that we want to see. May we all be strong and gentle and our full selves. May we measure our lives by our love. And now go out into the world in peace. We'll just pause a sec so we can get the words on our screen here. Thank you, Sarah, for just going with it. I appreciate all of us being patient as we learn together. So now, go out into the world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to what is good. Return to no person evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor all beings.